0: Welcome to Branding for Believers, the podcast for leaders and entrepreneurs and influencers looking for the faith to fuel their dreams to believe bigger. And I'm excited for today's episode because we have with us Pernilla Lopez. Pernilla is an international business leader and author with more than 20 years executive experience. She has served as president and CEO for IKEA North America. I don't know about you, but I know I have a few IKEA pieces in my home that I love, Um, as well as been the company's chief HR officer and was also a member of the executive management team of IKEA Group for over a decade. So welcome, Pernilla. Well... Thank you very much for having me on here. I love your show thank you so much so Pernilla, tell us a little about you and and what you guys what you have been up to ever since you've left IKEA
1: well I uh, first of all I uh, took a year off and uh, that was really quite the challenge for somebody like me to actually uh, learn how to do little uh, if uh, my goal was to do nothing but that- that was impossible of course course. um and uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know but uh, I think I did did okay um, anyway um, I did uh, write the book and now uh, that actually came out in Denmark uh, I wrote a book uh, that came out in Denmark in 2012 and the, the US version just came out here in November called Design Your Life um, and really is uh, I wanted to share my story and be able to share some of the ups and downs of uh, of, of sort of my life and, and uh, the Struggles of, you know, growing up in an organization, having small children, and commuting, and all of those kind of things that life put on your plate. Um, I'm also uh, very engaged in Save the Children, um, and and, uh, have really in. I'm investing in a lot of my time in in the work both uh on the u.s board and also international and then i am on a couple of corporate boards now and um and i also really enjoy um sharing uh and, and mentoring coaching young entrepreneurs and 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 young leaders most recently my daughter and i have in connection with the uh book that i released here in november we have launched a uh, good life designed uh mm. which is our own little uh, so far small company uh, but uh, we're really uh we're reaching out to uh people i think in life that i have learned um sometimes it's confusing it's struggles and we want to be a support resource hub and a supportive network community for people that are looking to design their own best life
0: Thank you for sharing that. Um, I love that after all of the years that you've spent in leadership, that you are really looking with a focus towards building your legacy now, and even bringing your daughter on board for that ride and that journey. So I think that's fantastic, and you're actually um, a perfect candidate to talk to our audience this um, this morning on this podcast regarding belief. I know that, as you said, you know, life has had some struggles, some ups and downs, and sometimes it can be really challenging. So I want to start our interview with a story. So I'm sure during your journey, you've had to make some difficult decisions about, you know, taking that year off or or pursuing your dream versus, you know, following a life that's a little bit more expected. So how about you take us to a time where you had to exercise some real faith, had to really trust your gut and take a risk?
1: Well, there's been a few, that's correct, Uh, but the one that sort of came to mind is absolutely when I uh, lived in, I'm from Denmark, and I grew up in Denmark, and I uh, graduated as a journalist and was practicing journalism for a year, but uh, I was very young, and all my colleagues were much more experienced, so all the great jobs went to them, and after a year of, uh, kind of struggling as a freelancer, I realized that this was just not going to be what I was going to do the rest of my life. And I also really felt deep inside that I wanted to live outside Denmark. I had had that as a dream pretty much, uh, you know, through my whole uh, teenage years. And um Really, to leave journalism that had been sort of uh, a, a focus for a number of years, certainly going through school, um, and actually leave everything I knew and move to a new country at the age of 23 oh, wow. was really a big uh, kind of, uh, I think, a deeper faith. And um, I'll never forget when I was on that plane uh, from Copenhagen Airport and had just said goodbye to everybody and everything, and all I had. Was really a work permit for coming to the U.S., starting my own small business, importing Danish design, and I had, of course, just in the in my backpack, um, uh, besides the uh, work permit and my uh, and and uh, uh, and also a business license. Um, I really just had confidence. I had mm. just the, the 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 hope and and uh, wish that I, I would get a great life coming to America and um, I just believed that it was going to happen and I was in a way of course very nervous at the same time it was just such a special moment
0: um, on all fronts no I I, I 100% agree with you I think that that is a huge leap of faith. And it's also really powerful because so many times, you know, when we go to school and we get formal training for journalism or for business or for marketing, and then reach that point where we realize it's not working for us, it can be very scary to walk away from that and say, Even though I invested this money in my education and this time in my education, it's really not serving me. So that is definitely a real challenge for a lot of young and new entrepreneurs. So let's fast forward a little bit. So you took the leap of faith. You came to America. Tell us how you knew that it had paid off. When did you know that this was absolutely the right move for you to make?
1: When did I actually feel that I had made the right choice? It was a couple of years later when I got a big job, uh, in my mind, in California. And I was moving out to California from Florida and felt, wow, wow. All of the things that I went through um, is actually coming to kind of like a, a floration. And I really feel that I am on the right track and it was the right decision.
0: So when you're talking about your successes and leaving behind everything that you knew, I have to believe that, you know, aside from your confidence, that you have to draw inspiration from somewhere. You know, you mentioned earlier that you work with children and about helping to make their lives better. So how do you draw inspiration, especially during those moments when it didn't seem like this was the right choice and when it seemed like you had doubts and fears about how things were going to turn out?
1: Well, I, I really think that my ins, uh, inspiration come from interaction, one, with other people. And my uh, belief, I think, comes certainly from my values and one of them absolutely being social justice. And I think growing up in Denmark, where uh, we are very fortunate and certainly social justice is just something that's in the system, um, I, I believe that a lot of uh, what I'm about comes comes from that, um, and uh, and then I've learned over the years to really trust my guts and listen to my guts, and uh, and I think that is also uh, when I have doubt, I kind of go there and 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 have a conversation with myself about kind of making a uh, list of of things that I know I'm good at, and and I think that's one of the things that journalism taught me that sometimes you just don't know, um, but you know. When when you're a journalist, you don't know really everything, but you got to figure it out. And and I have carried that with me. Um, so a combination of I believe in myself, trusting my guts, um, making an inventory about my strength and, and what my experiences have been. And then I really come with some really solid values from my upbringing.
0: You know what I love about that? coming back full circle is that, you know, you were trained as a journalist. And even though you left that, that training still has value for you. So that training still serves you, you know, especially when you reach moments of indecision or self-doubt. What I also love about it is as successful as you have been, and as many leadership positions as you've held, that the fear and the doubt, it never, ever really goes away. You've just seemed to, to be able to manage a way to handle it and to keep it from derailing your progress. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. and when you asked the when you asked the question about moments of of,
1: of uh, faith and kind of a crossroad I, I really had to you know select one that, that because I have so many and you're absolutely right there's been times in my career when I, I took on being president of IKEA North America I mean it couldn't be more scary but then I said to myself you've been here before you've been to a place where you are where I'm not really sure what I'm going to be doing because I've never done it before but I have always succeeded and even if I didn't succeed in my business and I had to close that down when I first came I was able to I found somebody that really believed in me and he gave me my first job so even when it wasn't going well, it didn't ruin me. It didn't. So I, 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 absolutely think that every time I've stood in front of a new challenge, I have gone back to some of those moments, and, uh, and I think um, those power moments are really important to have in mind because no change that's worth any that's worthwhile comes easy so if we want to be successful in business if we want to be successful in our lives have successful marriages be successful parents it all comes with hard work and ups and downs and that's I think what is my lesson is just take everything as
0: okay I am going to learn
1: from this and uh, and trust
0: ourselves. I love that And for our listeners, a couple of things that I want you to take away from what Pernilla just said is often when we get into a place of fear and anxiety. We have to have a a sit-down with ourselves and determine what's real and what's not real. And so what Pernilla has done is she has, even to the point of writing it down on paper, made a list, a conscious piece of tangible evidence about what's real, the things that she's learned, the successes that she's had, times where she was fearful before and it did work out. And then you look at what's not real and what's not real is the, the what ifs and oh my goodness and maybe I can't do this. And so hard work is becoming the antidote and the cure for the fear and the doubt. It's just putting your head down, plowing forward, not really being concerned about the outcome, but trusting your gut and trusting yourself enough to know that things are going to work out. So, no, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, and I, I think to add to that is also when we look back at our lives, when I look back It is really in the toughest of times that we actually learn the most and where we actually develop uh, significantly. And so even if things don't work out the way we had expected, it still is those moments that teach us something. So this fear of failing, I understand because I have it, of course, all the time. But then, when you break through it and say, "Okay, so if I fail, it's still a gift," Um, it is really my experience, and I just hope people will take that away. That. You know, there's really sometimes it's actually there's more risk of doing nothing.
0: That's powerful. That is really powerful because fear causes paralysis. And sometimes we don't realize what we're giving up by doing nothing and not taking action. So actually, you've actually led us to the next part of our podcast, which is the call to believe. So right now, someone listening to this is struggling. They are Are grappling with that leap of faith. They're not quite sure what to do. So, if you had, you know, 30 seconds to sit them down and get them straight, what advice would you give?
1: I would say, go back to number one, where it is that you want to go. What's your vision? And are you still committed to that vision? Mm. Okay. If the answer is yes, my suggestion is that you actually have some people around you. I call it our personal board of directors and you have them support you in what's next. So, And the other thing is, if you are not committed to it anymore, and you don't believe in that vision, then, you know, it's like my journalism, okay, it's not the end of the world to do something different. So it's just a matter of you continue to really focus on what it is you want to do, don't give up and know again that anything worthwhile is hard work. Nobody gets from A to B without some ups and downs. And, and that's just, don't be afraid of that.
0: You know what I love about Pernilla? Like, Pernilla and I have never met, but what I love about what she's saying is that everything that she has learned and done in her life has value. When she said, assemble your own personal board of directors, that comes from years of, of having to interact with and collaborate with a board of directors, with her leadership ventures at IKEA and in other companies. And so even though she's no longer there, the learning and the expertise that she's gleaned from that has value and relevance for right now. Thank you for that. I love that. So we're going to slide to belief in action. I'm a big believer that faith without works is dead. You can't say that you have faith without putting it into action. In addition to your book, what book would you recommend for people needing to be inspired to stay on their path and stay on their journey.
1: I absolutely want to recommend a book that I keep next to me all the time. And it's the alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Mm. Uh, It is such a wonderful, small story, but there is so much in it. And uh, it really is about that. We're all here for a reason. And uh, it's about figuring out what that reason is and, and then pursue our dreams. And, um, in the story, it it explains in so many great ways that yes, that journey is is uh, you know has a lot of sometimes detours, sometimes sometimes obstacles, but uh, but uh, yeah, that is a book that I have given to so many people my children loves it it's a family book my husband and i talk about it all the time and the other one um is actually the art of possibility by rosemond and ben sander Mm -hmm. um and it's i think it's a lot of great stories by this couple uh that one is a counselor and the other one i think was the boston um uh, conductor for the boston symphony and they just have incredible stories that are just so inspiring And uh, I think giving all of us, you know, just the and it's called The Art of Possibility, because I think it is an art to look at the possibilities and and not, you know, uh, sometimes it it looks like the glass is half empty, but uh, there is always uh, possibilities out there. And uh, so those are really two books that I just really enjoy and
0: have used along my career. So the Alchemist and the Art of Possibility Believers, make sure to put those on your list. So let's move a little bit to the tech world. And so sometimes we kind of get overwhelmed by all that there is to do as an entrepreneur. So are there any tech tools that make your life a little bit easier in your business?
1: Well, my daughter and I are, as I mentioned, uh, started Good Life Design, and uh, we are, of course, never really in the same room. We are constantly, even if we live in the same city, she is doing a lot of, uh, she's in the event business, and I travel a lot. And so we have uh, signed up for something that's called Basecamp. And Mm. Basecamp really keeps all our documents, everything we're working on together. And I am certainly not a uh, a, a tech uh, specialist, (laughs) I can tell you that. But she's very good. And that's the beauty of being mother-daughter and two generations. And Basecamp is her suggestion and it keeps us organized.
0: I love it. What I also love is that you're working collaboratively. I think one of the things that entrepreneurs find out, sometimes the hard way, is that you can't do everything. You cannot possibly be the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, run a business, have a family. You need a team. You need some support. And when you have tech tools that can make it easier and make that process a little less cumbersome, then all the better. So you mentioned that your company with your daughter is kind of like the next big thing on the horizon for you. So tell us a little bit about that and how people can take action with you.
1: Yes. So just like you talked about that, um, good life design is really coming out of uh, the book I wrote, um, where I'm really giving and offering a lot of different tools because I feel that, Uh, In my world, I was very fortunate. I worked for a great company. And of course, I was in an executive position. So I was given a lot of great tools, leadership training, personal development, retreats, and all of that. I kind of want to give to people that don't have those opportunities. So some of those tools that have been very important to me, I share in the book, not only uh, tools, but also resources. We are creating workshops, retreats, and all of those things to really be a support for people to clarify for themselves and really design the life they want to live. So a way to connect with us is absolutely, of course, through our website, and we're really about growing that and and growing, I think, importantly, the community of uh, of people, because I have learned that mentors and peers and friends is really who I've relied on my whole life Mm -hmm. to give me feedback. and, And so growing a community of people that can support each other is huge. And and that's really what we're out to do.
0: I love it, Pernilla. Thank you so much. Believers, you guys can follow up with Pernilla. You can buy her book and certainly join her community so that you can design a life that you love. So if you guys have feedback or want to tweet or give us a shout out about this episode you can do that at brandy for believers on instagram or at dr shante says on twitter and instagram and thank you guys for listening i'll see you guys next time